welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're back! Here we are on the eve of school starting. The week, week eve. Seven minutes week to before? midnight. Is it a week? Is it an eve? If it's a week before? Uh, I guess you can only say the eve if it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's not yeah. tomorrow. Here so we, we are. We're a week the, out. We're a week out. Here we are in the twilight of twilight school of our starting. Years. <laughs> the summer of our discontent. <laughs> Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Winter. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's right. This, yeah, that's right. It's the beginning of our summer of discontent. So, uh, and uh, you made a note. Now we've kind of been on and off over the summer. It's not been a great, you know, yeah. we've not been great about posting regularly. But you, I want to talk about something you noticed on. Yes. We posted a new episode of Star Wars Nerds last week, and something weird happened yeah. on your phone. What in happened? My, in my own feed, I saw it pop up and then disappear one second later, and I was like, "What the hell?" Why would our podcast, why would my my own podcast pop up and then vanish? So I texted you, and I said, hey, something happened. And I just ignored it as usual. And then I went into the back end of the podcast, and there it said, um, there was the episode, like you had to, but you had to click on podcasts I subscribe to. Yeah. Then there, I found our podcast. <laughs> then I saw that it had, it was there, but there was the thing saying you haven't played this podcast in a while. So it was hiding, it was actively hiding our own podcast from ourselves because we hadn't recorded one. Yeah, and, and uh, so I imagine it's similar for people who, uh, now if you listen to Media Nerds, um, it might have happened for Media Nerds as well because mm-hmm. we went about a month before, without yeah. recording Media Nerds. So we're some, somehow we'll going to have to find happens. a way. We're gonna, now that we're back into recording every every other week, um, bi-weekly podcasts for Media Nerds. So, so one week it's Media Nerds, one week it's Star Wars Nerds. I'm thinking that, I was saying to you, we, maybe we could combine it to one feed. Maybe I should have like one feed for both. We'll still do the separate feeds. I don't know. Well, no? although Star Wars Nerds is more popular, isn't it? Of course not? it is because people love Star Wars. That yeah, it's more specific. <laughs> well, niche it's niche podcasts do well. They, they find do, that they audience. Very sure, very, very yeah, sure. whereas more general podcasts generally don't. So, and even, even general podcasts I've noticed have made an attempt to become nichier. Is that a word? Yeah, nichier. Uh, uh, yes, I'm you, saying it you is. Just, you just made it up. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we'll a figure sub- it out. But it's a if, subgenre of rap. If you uh, listen to the New Media News podcast and you subscribe through a variety of platforms, we're on pretty much every podcast platform. Yeah. Please like refresh it, refresh Media News, refresh Star Wars Nerds, um, just so that uh, you can make sure you're getting the, the new feed. Again, this happens. I was telling you this happens with me with Mark Marin because I don't listen to Mark Marin. Yeah. Um, very often, I only listen when it's a guest that I'm really interested in. And uh, so a lot of the time it'll say, you stop listening to this. Do you want to blah, blah, blah. And it, it just kind of has that. Like it's trying to anticipate the podcast I don't – I'm not interested anymore. I would yeah. I would rather do the other uh, – the opposite. Like I would rather there be an algorithm. We're going to get into streaming today. Our main topic is going to be about streaming services, Netflix, and all that stuff. But uh, the way Netflix serves up suggestions for you, I wish that the podcast app would do that for me based on my – my, what I like because I have a hard time finding new podcasts yeah and I'm really picky about what I like to listen to and and these days especially this summer where I did a lot of driving this summer I find I'd run out of podcasts by the middle of the week really yeah like there's not a lot most of them are released early in the week there's not a ton that are released later like a Thursday Friday yeah. and and so th- by Thursday Friday I'm like I've got nothing to listen to because I've already gone through all my main episodes yeah so there's something to be said about you know releasing your podcast later in the week like we do well, I also noticed, I mean, a couple of times, a guy like Adam Carolla does, he used to do in August a week of live podcasting, which I never enjoy quite as much as the- I don't either. Studio. I agree. I agree with that. And yeah. so, and actually Greg Proop's live podcasts have lately been poorly recorded, uh. but I still love him and he's great, but be, when he does it, and I got used to hearing him do it 
do his podcast from his home. Yeah. Now he's back in front of an audience. He's great with an audience, of course, because he's like an improv master. Yeah. But the recordings have been hard to listen to the past couple weeks. So you go a couple weeks and you're like, well, maybe I won't listen to this one and whatever. And then it starts not showing you those podcasts, which is like the reverse of a good algorithm. Exactly. Yeah. Which, it's which weird. is which you want. We want them served up. But, you know, marketing a podcast has always been a weak link on iTunes. It's always been a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And I think they do on Apple TV. I think they do recommend other podcasts based on what you listen to. Apple TV or Apple Podcasts? Apple TV. There, there's the podcast app on Apple. Oh, TV. yeah. OK. So I can play podcasts there. I, and I have done so, but then there's a problem syncing that with what I listen to on my phone. For some reason, it doesn't sync as well. Like when I watch a movie on Apple TV, then I can see then on the TV app on my phone, it shows me if I stopped watching a movie partway in or you something can, like that. You can continue yeah. it on a different Whereas device. Whereas the podcast is hit and miss. I know, exactly. Like sometimes it would Sometimes it would go. Sometimes it would honor us on my phone. Other times it would just like load twenty. YouTube that I, is inconsistent that way yeah. as well. And again, we'll get yeah, to this yeah. in a second. But I find that because I have YouTube on my TV, I have YouTube yeah. on my phone and my laptop, it does not always translate into like it should. It's supposed to, yeah. but it doesn't always do it perfectly. I'm afraid to watch anything on YouTube now because it, the algorithm is so sensitive to one thing, one outlying thing yeah. that you think you want to watch one day, and then suddenly it just pollutes your feed with that thing. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I've got more to say on that. But okay. first, let's get into our nerd news. Nerd news. Why am I playing Hootie and the Blowfish, Kenton? Uh, because they once recorded a 5440 song, uh, and 5440's Canadian, and so are we. <gasps> That's a very good point, but no. <laughs> oh. I forgot about that. That was a bigger hit for them than it ever was for 5440. Yeah. What was the song again? Uh, I Go, I go blind. blind. Yeah, absolutely. That's and crazy. That, and, and that was a hit twice within the same year. I think for the band that wrote it in Canada yeah. and then for them. And I think that's only ever been matched with Derek Commissar and then the Commissar, which was then re-recorded. What, oh, not in the same year, but yeah. what about when they took, uh, I think Rascal Flatts redid Life is a Highway. Oh, and it was, yes. it was a much bigger hit the second time around with uh, outside yeah. of Canada. Of course, it's written by Tom oh. Cochran. Uh, but, afraid, oh, thanks for reminding me of that travesty. <laughs> when the original one is so good, it's much that's better. The, that's it's my much point. Better, the my, first yeah, one. my point isn't that that's a travesty. The song's a travesty. No, it's a great song, but come on, Tom Cochran. Yeah, who by the way has sung it. I've seen him sing it at like six different hockey games. I think. <laughs> Like, he's always around singing yeah, that yeah, song yeah, here yeah. in Canada. It's a great song. And, if, and um, particularly Manitoba. But the reason I'm playing Hootie and the Blowfish is actually because they're back together. What? The long-awaited reunion of Hootie and the Blowfish. They're releasing an album this year, coming out in November. First album in, I think, almost 15 years. And mm. uh, it's to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Cracked Rear View, which was the major hit of their career. I think it was their but, opening. Was it their first album or second? I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the first one. But that was the one that made them a, a household and, name. And, this and by song. the way, that title's an ass joke, right? Cracked Review. I don't know what it is. I, I think, think it I, is. Isn't it supposed to refer to a Cracked Review mirror? Yeah, well, yes, but it's a double entendre. I okay. do believe that that is a butt joke that they made in the title. <laughs> and if it's not, shouldn't it ought to be? It should be, yes, yeah. of course. Um, and, yeah, so the story is here. They're, they're touring. They're going to be touring and releasing an album. Um, and it's quite funny. Now, of course, his name's not Hootie. 
Darius, <laughs> Darius, right? Everyone calls him Hoodie, but he's like, no, no. I'm Darius well, Rucker is the front man of the band. It's the his fault for naming the bloody well, band yeah. that I mean, way. It, like, it's a Hootie and the yeah. Blowfish. It's probably a joke, that, an inside joke that just kind of went crazy. Um, but he's been a huge country music star for for since in this time, this like 15 yeah. year break since uh, Hootie kind of broke up. Now, this article actually I'm reading in um, in Spin says that uh, they they have gotten together at least once a year, every year, to play charity shows and to kind of get together and. and so they've they've done stuff. They've just been playing their old songs, but they're actually going to be writing new songs and then touring to support that album mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. And I saw him actually open up for I want to say Brad Paisley. Um, you saw Garth Brooks too. Could it have been that? No, it was not. Garth oh. Brooks did not have an opening act. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Brad Brad Paisley. I saw Brad Paisley in concert twice. And so Darius Rucker opened up. This is still when he was kind of like getting into the country music thing, but he he absolutely broke into some Hootie songs, and it was awesome. It was so oh, good. Oh, he has to sing them. Oh, exactly. But I was like, yeah. wow, like this is great hearing these songs again that I haven't heard since I was a kid. So, um, so yeah, the the they're you know people are, I guess are excited about this. It's it's funny because it reminds me of another story from earlier this summer in which Darius Rucker said, "Fuck Tom Hanks." Uh, because did you hear this? No. Okay. So this story is about um, there was a series out over the summer called the '90s. It was like a CNN oh. uh, documentary series, and it's talking oh, about the '90s, God, talking about the yeah. music and all the culture of the '90s. And they forgot to include Cracked Review in their discussion about music. He's like, "How could you do a documentary about the '90s and not include Cracked Review?" Fuck Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks was a producer on the series. Yeah. One of like twenty producers. You know, there's many, many other people. Probably not his decision to not include Hootie and the Blowfish. And I, but you know, when you although Tom Hanks is featured heavily on those documentaries, oh, he's he? in them. Oh, is he? Okay, he's in them being him. interviewed. Okay, about the nineties. Like, yeah. Oh, about every decade, he's okay. in every one of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know. Those are know terrible them. documentaries. Are they really? Oh, they're oh. they're filler for when the CNN personalities when CNN shuts off for the day, yeah. where the personalities go home and stop reporting the news. They run these documentaries, just like the movies one they're doing now. They're doing one about oh, the movies. I saw a bit of that yeah. on the weekend, and it's like. They, they reel you in a little bit like uh, they were ta- I can't remember what they were talking about when I was watching but I was like yeah that is a good movie and so I started watching and then it's just always it's so light it's just like one thing about the movies is it sure allows escapism <laughs> and, you're, and you're just like yeah we know we like, know tell like, us a story about how yeah. that movie got me that's why that's why I would want to watch a documentary about that stuff yeah right? like, some real stories about that not the not the stuff on the surface and because they're so intense on going from one subject to the next one thing to the next that it only allows for a very light analysis of what was happening at that time. Like, you know, Alanis Morissette, yeah, she had undergone a breakup, apparently, and then she <laughs> recorded an album that turned out to be a massive hit. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we like, know that. Yeah. So that they spend like all of two seconds on it. And then they go to the next thing. It's like, it's it's like uh, behind the music, except yeah. not, like, yeah. not as in-depth as behind the music. Yeah, right, which is saying a lot. Okay. Yeah, so it's not. The, I do not recommend those documentaries. So, but I do recommend Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, Whoa, uh, go there ahead is and, a recommendation. Well, no, that's not my recommendation for this episode. But I would say <laughs> that it's it's very it's certainly playing on the nostalgia. I'm not optimistic about the quality of their new album. Like, I'll be very surprised if it turns out to be if it generates a hit in this environment. I'll be surprised. Um, but I would go see them if they come here. I'll go yeah. see them for sure. I think that would be a fun show. To go see them with uh with I don't know they should I, tour with another band. I have seen like a million. Con- I've seen a million concerts. I do not believe I've ever seen them. Um, but but this is somehow related to them, and that is I was once having dinner at the Elephant and Castle, and sitting right next to me at the Elephant and Castle was Counting Crows. 
Oh. And I said, and I leaned forward and I excitedly said to my friends, there's Hootie and the Blowfish sitting right over there. <laughs> and they're like, that's counting crows. And I went, oh, yeah. So I almost, uh, I know, I almost humiliated myself. That would be a great double bill, Hootie and the Blowfish and yeah. counting crows. That'd be like, and I think it was uh, for a while. Was, okay. Didn't they do I don't it know. They, 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 those, that type of music fits together. I've been enjoying uh, a Spotify lately. I, I signed up for this free trial premium of Spotify, and they have a 90s alt-rock playlist, and uh-huh. uh, that kind of music comes up occasionally. Girlfriend by Matthew Sweet yeah. uh, popped up on them. I'm like, oh, I love this song. I haven't heard that in forever. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's the that's the story. Hootie is getting back together. Everyone's I've, excited. I've definitely noticed there has been a little bump towards '90s nostalgia lately. It is. It's the every other decade. It is. Thing, right? It's a. It's not generally a great decade for music. There's. I disagree. Well, it has its moments, like every decade. But that was the decade of the 90-minute CD. Okay, they weren't 90 minutes, but they were like as long as CDs could go. And the musicians felt the urge to fill them. Okay. And so lately, I've been playing catch-up with a lot of the bands that I didn't play in the 90s, including Massive Attack. And uh, oh, they're great bands. Oh, for and, sure. Um, what's the other one? Uh, I could, the, only, the only song I can think of is, oh, no, Firestarter. Oh, Prodigy. Prodigy, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Because that guy passed away recently, yeah. Right. I, I, was, uh, I wanted to say Primal Scream, but they're from that decade, too. So so basically, I've been playing the this old stuff, and it's great, awesome. but the albums, it takes you, it is the hardest decade to catch up on because the albums are so friggin' long. So I never thought about it at the time. Like oh, I, I bought God. that new Prodigy album right away, and I loved it, and I listened to it all the time, on repeat all the time, and it never occurred to me that it was a long album, because I usually would be doing something else oh, while listening to the music. Right. But it's long. But um, the other one, of course, is Fatboy Slim from that era. Uh, yeah. Lots of great electronic music from that era as but, well. But also the era of the hidden track. And oh, the, yes. And the, right. the 5,000 oh. Pet Shop Boys are so guilty. And Nine, Nine Inch Nails did that as well. Uh, we're going to put 5,000 blank tracks so you can't hit... You can't do shuffle. And within the 600 blank tracks, we're going to put one bonus song. So you're just sitting there going, like, why isn't this album over? And you skip. Or there's 10 minutes of silence or something like that, right? Sometimes it would be one track, but it would be like a a huge gap of silence, and you'd have to fast forward to the song. Crimes Against Humanity on on CD. (laughs) Totally forgot about that. Remember trying to game the shuffle by making the listening experience worse for people? Okay. Awful. Other, uh, the only other story in the nerd news this week is, of course, uh, Peter Fonda passed away last week, oh. uh, age 79, cancer, very sad. Um, it's interesting, though. I was looking now, of course, he's known best known for, for Easy Rider, which was his breakout role. If you look at his IMDb, he had little bit parts in TV. And, of course, he's the son of a famous actor, as it is, right? Yeah. So his dad is famous. Um, and he's, I guess he goes into acting maybe because of his, of his family uh, history and stuff. And lots of bit parts on TV shows in the 60s, up until Easy Rider, and that's a huge hit, started the whole 70s, like, Hollywood, I would say. Like, that whole, you know, rebellion, the thing that led to, ultimately led to Spielberg and Lucas and those guys uh, making those films, those great films of the 70s. Um, And it's a really good movie. Like, Easy Rider is is an excellent film. It is a head trip for people. Who haven't seen one of those acid freakout movies of the '60s? That is what that is like the sort of uh, poster child. And it's a road movie, movie yeah. and it's about rebellion. And it's about all this it's, lost generation. Yeah. It's really good. It's not without laughs too, and oh, yeah. and uh, uh, and uh, and uh, experimentation for sure. I saw it in film studies class uh, when I went to U of M, and yeah, especially seeing it there with a bunch of students at 
you know, one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Thursday or whatever. It's like, this is trippy. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a must-see. Anybody who likes film needs to see that film. And then after that, yeah. he kind of, he went around from role to role, never quite became as huge of a star as I would argue his sister, Jane right. Fonda, oh. was. Yeah. But the fact, like he seemed to be doing his own thing. Like, it always was, like, he picked and chose his roles yeah. as he wanted them. His biggest movie, when I, I remember from when I was, like, um, I guess a teenager, early twenties, was Uli's Gold. Uli's Gold. Oh Uli's yeah, Gold, which was a very good movie. I saw that um, one in the theater. That was yeah. a big. That was kind of his big comeback, quote unquote comeback film. But he, you know, obviously he says I never went anywhere. I was always here. But he didn't take yeah. a lot of high profile roles. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm oh. very sad that, that he passed away. That it's, was you know, him in Escape from L.A. Right? Yes, it With was. Yes, surfing. <laughs> the, the surfing scene. Oh my god, I, fr- I just thought of that. That's awful. Oh, so funny. Um, yeah. yeah, he did a couple of those little bit part roles that he is kind of like. Um, almost playing himself in a way. Yeah. He does actually a lot of these credits. There are a lot of where he's playing himself in different uh, different things. But he was in like a lot of these um, '90s, um, like uh, The Limey. Um, oh, that's a remember that's that one? A, yeah, yeah. That's indie, a, indie films. 90s that's indie one films. of those movies that was so highly rated. I went to see it and I thought. I don't know if it's that great. And then sort of in subsequent years, I've seen it when it's on TV, and it really is a it's good movie. It's very good, like, yeah. The, the, I think it's one of those that you want to go back and watch again because you learn things throughout the film that make rewatching it a worthwhile experience. I actually haven't seen it in a very long time, yeah. so I might go back to that one. He was also a voice in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, <laughs> which I think is quite funny. Well, which means he I in, heard it. And he was a, he was Mephistopheles in Ghost Rider. He was the bad guy in Ghost Rider. All right. In the yeah. Nicolas Cage Ghost I remember Rider. that. So I did, but I guess I guess you couldn't see his face because it was like, was he in it like his face or was it just CG? I don't remember that. Oh well, those movies are best forgotten. Yes, but they are. I don't remember. I saw them. I saw both of them. So he played himself yeah. in like shows like Californication and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, like I mean, you know, we 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 we've gone through this many times. Lots of famous celebrities passing away and. Uh, uh, I saw him in the. Oh yes. He was he was Grand Marshal at the 2003 Calgary Stampede Parade on his motorcycle, and I posted a picture. It's not a great photo. That's the problem. But I posted it to Instagram on the weekend anyway under my account, Kenton Larson. It's on there if you're interested. And um, and the fun thing about it is it's him on his motorcycle. He's super cool, and he would drive the motorcycle like toward the crowd and stop so everyone could take a picture. And he turned and drive toward the other side of the crowd. Oh, and they take nice. a picture. It was very nice. Okay. But my favorite part is there's two people marching in front of him, holding a banner that says Peter Fonda, like like he's a like he's an exhibit. <laughs> so they're a lot like of people know who he da, is. Da, 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 da. There's like two people dressed well. as cowboys. <laughs> Carrying a banner. That's pretty it's funny. like I, I, I thought maybe that's how we should introduce ourselves at uh, orientation next that's right. week. We'll is like carry a banner, a banner yeah, that's right. with our name on it. Get two students from second year to carry it and just walk in. And that wait. sounds good. Let's do it. We'll just have the parade. <laughs> It'll be much faster. Anyway, rest in peace, Peter Fonda. You'll be missed. Let's all watch Easy Rider. Yes, to remember. Uh, all right, let's gonna do it for the new news. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk about streaming services on the Media Nerds podcast. Boy, I sure wish I was going with you. Yeah. You got a helmet? Oh, oh, I've got a helmet. <laughs> I got a beauty. If you wanna be a bird. Imagine if Netflix, YouTube, and Hulu never existed. What would you be watching right now? You'd be watching this box right here. A television? On this device, instead of picking what you wanted to watch and when you wanted to watch it, 
the television would decide all that for you. And instead of watching a single five-second skippable ad in the beginning, you'd have to watch five 30-second long unskippable ads. Can you think of anything more annoying? An advertisement right in the middle of your show? Now you've got your Shaw TV bundle. <laughs> I've got, now I, oh, yeah. I signed up, so I've, I've recently moved I got a deal from Shaw where I got cable and internet together. So it's for how bundled. Much? A I think month. it's like a hundred bucks a month for both. Oh my God, you are you are living the <laughs> easy life, my now, friend. Now, to be fair, it's not the major, um, not the major package. Um, it's like the what, they, what are the names for? They got these different names for the well, tiers. Well, Dan, it's as easy as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way to a billion and in infinity. Because <laughs> I, I I don't know what we're dealing with here. I yeah, printed so it out pretty, so we could talk about it. There's a hundred well, tiers. A, let's take a photo of this and share it's it. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, the tiers are insane. Now, I thought they were getting away from these tier um, things because of the new CRTC regulations. I printed this off the Shaw website, but there. do you see a date? I couldn't see a date on it. This actually might be outdated information, is it? I don't see a date on it either. Like, so once again. Let me look it up. Okay. But, well, the, they've, they've, they apparently now, I think they still, you can still choose the package, but they have to by law. Give us a la carte channels, which are actually more expensive than the package. Yeah, and I mean that's everybody's doing yeah. that, right? So that's where they get you. But if I wanted to, um, okay, so TV programming is that what it's under? Uh, oh no, that's got to be the. It's called Shaw Channel packages for Winnipeg Metro. Is what I've got here. And uh, there's tier, tier one, tier one digital, tier two or tier three, tier four digital basic. Digital music, digital specialty, flicks, movies, Encore Avenue. Okay, here. So this is what I have. It's endless. So, French. What this is what they've <laughs> this is what they've got uh, on the website. They've got limited TV for twenty five dollars a month. This is the package that the CRTC says everyone has to offer. They call it skinny cable, the basic cable package, and that includes. Um, like the regular, uh, oh, it doesn't even tell me what freaking channels are on it. What the I hell? know. Why it's can't ridiculous. it? It's ridiculous. So view details and out. the detail screen is exactly the same. Over 25 channels, <laughs> including popular Canadian and U.S. networks, access to free range TV and Sean Demand, HD box rental included. Um, let's see, choose this plan. No, I don't want, oh, I don't want to choose. Okay, I, it's bad that they don't have that available. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Small TV is what I have. So more than 50 channels. It's 60 bucks a month, but I get a deal because I bundled it. Medium TV and then large TV. So that's how they're branding this. Oh, oh here's the chart. Okay, oh, yeah. So I, I got go. it now. Yeah, there. I found the update. Okay, so here's the chart. So basically you can go through and see all these channels here. But then they also have the pick and pay price, which is like $6 a month, $4 a month. What's the most expensive one here for pick and pay? Most are 6 and 4 uh, $8 a month for the Hollywood Suite. Which is uh, included in mine, but I, it's because I have Crave TV. Sportsnet Regionals, $15 a month as its pick and pay price. Same with TSN. So sports are expensive because of the uh, demand for on. Oh, I forgot about sports. Live God. programming. Ah, oh, if I want to watch the Jets, then I need to get that. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Or it's oh. included. Or, or you bundle it, of course. That was my big beef back when. Uh, Last year, of course, as in every year the Jets make the playoffs, everyone rushes to yeah. hook up Rodgers because they realize the playoff games won't be on CBC anymore. And um, so then it's I find that it's $26. This is a, at the time was it was MTS TV. Um, $26 a month for Rodgers Sportsnet, which is insane for a single channel. And the, but if you get the bundle, it's way cheaper. So all this to say, 
and what I found in my month of having this service, it's all filler. Almost all of these TV channels are filler. I I honestly can go and flick through channels and and not find anything I'm interested in watching. And ultimately, I, I gravitate towards the streaming services such as Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV. Now, Crave and Am Crave and Netflix are built into my box, so I can actually just access them through the Shaw Curve box. And and by the way, um, I also have the lovely voice control, which is like a little microphone where you say. Uh, watch this on, on Netflix or whatever, and it'll take you right to it, which is great. I know that Apple TV has that same functionality. Yeah. And um, it also has YouTube built in as well, so I can go to YouTube and watch YouTube. Now, speaking of YouTube, we'll come back to TV in a second. But I want to get into YouTube because I did, over the summer, try YouTube Premium. Now, YouTube Premium, oh my God. formerly known as YouTube Red, but they rebranded it as YouTube Premium. And this is the uh, where they have the original series, YouTube original series, most of which are like, you know, regular YouTubers who wanted to do something different. Like, for example, Rhett and Link's buddy system. Rhett and Link have their regular show they do on YouTube, but this was like more of a scripted comedy kind of show. And actually, the, one of the reasons I got Premium is so I could watch it. There are two seasons of Rhett and Link's buddy system. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I quite enjoy it. I can't access it through um, regular YouTube, so I go ahead and... At this the other series they have that I watched was um, Cobra Kai, which is the the, the reboot of the, the Karate Kid franchise, which was mm -hmm. very good. Again, seasons one, seasons two are there, and it's also a very good scripted series. But that's pretty much it. There's not a lot of other stuff on there that's really YouTube is a very niche thing, right? You like your YouTubers, nobody else has heard of those YouTubers, so nobody like Rhett and Link are one of the examples of someone who has a massive audience, but most of the YouTubers are much, much smaller, mm -hmm. the ones who have uh, channels. So I, I signed up for it. I only went one month forgetting that I had it and paid for an extra month. So, so that was the that's how they get you, right? With yeah, the, of course. They sign, sign up for your 30-day trial, and then they um, they should actually pass a law saying they, were, they need to require people, companies to remind people that that's going to expire. They would they have to do that. But then the support. problem is nobody wants their stupid emails either. So Well, that's but the... but I think there's got to be a time where somebody's like lost made a payment to something and they've you know it's always like oh they forgot to they get at least one month payment out of you because they forgot to uh, you know. It anyway. was like the the gift cards that had expiry dates. Exactly. It was the same kind of thing yeah. where where it was like it was considered to be I, in Canada, I wonder if that's the same in the U.S. Do gift cards have an expiry date? I don't in know. The US? Someone should let us know. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but the thing is, I, I went a month. I forgot I had it. I watched all the series I wanted to watch, and then I forgot about it. Um, now, I got an email from them, which reminded me that I had it. So then I went quickly went and canceled my subscription. But the, here's the: it's about changes being made to YouTube Premium. As a premium member, you can continue to watch YouTube originals, movies, complete seasons, and live streams straight away when they premiere ad-free. New YouTube original series, movies, and live events released after September 24th will be made available to non-members to watch for free with ads. So basically all these what, – what that tells you is that not very many people are signing up for YouTube Premium. And they're not getting as much viewership as they, they think they can get. They think they can make more money through ad revenue than they can through subscription fees. Probably which is true. interesting. Probably true. Which, which is interesting because when we had our YouTube panel at FanQuest a couple months ago, we had a couple local YouTubers in here. And one of them, Black Magic Craft, said that he thought premium was going to be the way YouTube was going to go for their content, for all their content. And start charging a monthly rate for YouTube, and then people would just pay it and be able to see their favorite YouTubers. As mm. opposed to getting ad, no ads or going ad-free. So the Netflix model instead of the YouTube model. Well, right? YouTube ads don't work. Which is a big problem, right? And if the ad dry advertising dries up, then yeah, then that's what they're going to need to do. And I, and 
Although, like, remember the 30-second unskippable ad and some yep. of that stuff that they've since done away with? Yeah. I think most people, like that five-second ad, or the one that you can skip after, I think it's five, five seconds. seconds. Yeah. The one you can skip after five seconds, even the, like, they are not being used properly because the ad runs. And if I can skip it in five seconds and not know what the hell I was looking at, that's a problem. Yeah, the good, the good so, examples of those are the ones that get across exactly what the product is in five seconds. Right. Which is just another challenge in advertising, right? right. Which is great. The, I, but the creative has to match the medium. Exactly. And I'm still seeing yeah. people not – doing the no, creative they're running, the they're running traditional TV ads right. in that space and that's not working and by the way YouTube thinks I can't wait to see Blinded by the Light in a movie theater it can't wait I would imagine you, that I, that's because you probably watch a lot of music videos on YouTube correct and so YouTube knows that you're a music aficionado and that's why right that's but doesn't know anything about my demo or what I, how I feel about cheesy coming of age movies <laughs> that have that have licensed the songs of Bruce Springsteen to try to lure older people. Is to it, see it's them. the same premise as the one about the Beatles. It was like yesterday, the, or the. I wish it was the same premise. No, I said I, I made a joke on Twitter. I said it's a young boy coming of age through the music of Manfred Mann. <laughs> <laughs> because Manfred Mann had the bigger hit with "Blinded by the Light." Right. Springsteen wrote it and yep. recorded it, but the um, and of course everybody's favorite misheard lyrics, uh, which which could have been the title of the movie. I I, I would love <laughs> to see that because I still don't know what the hell those lyrics are. It's deuce. That's all I'm gonna it say. Sounds like douche. It I know. Like douche and me. everybody who's ever heard it is like, pardon. Everybody, everybody, everywhere who's ever heard that song has misheard those lyrics. So YouTube is shifting gears. They're going away from their premium content. Now, the other benefit of, uh, like, this email basically says you get nothing special anymore. Um, right. Uh, I get immediate access to every episode of a new season. Uh, well, non-members will have to wait for each new episode to release be released every week, which is I'm fine with, by the way. I don't mind having to wait weekly for new episodes. I watched yeah. uh, Doom Patrol. Um, came out that way on Crave TV, and I was fine. Every Friday, I would know that there would be a new episodes. Same with things like Chernobyl yeah. and other series. Once you get used to like when it's released, you're fine with it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I just think it's interesting that YouTube is backing away from the space because it's about to get more crowded because we have Disney oh. Plus launching here. We got uh, The ad campaign is on for Disney Plus in Canada. Uh, starting yesterday and on Twitter and Facebook, I see all these ads for Disney Plus launching November 12th yeah. here in Canada. It's $9.99, or it's $8.99 for Canadians, which is better than Netflix and potentially has more content than Netflix as far as all the amazing Disney products that they can put on there. Um, and as well, the Apple TV Plus will be launching around that same time as well. So mm -hmm. you, Apple, or, um, YouTube is backing away from this while these other companies kind of try to jockey for position in the streaming world, which is ultimately competing with Shaw and all the other cable companies for our attention. And so... We talked about this many, many years ago, and I predicted that we would have like a TV, much the way we have our iPhone with all the icons of all the different things, and all you do is choose it and watch what you want to watch. And that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, TV companies like Shaw are still kind of pumping out these filler channels that I, I can't believe some of them are still around, to be honest. Yeah. Some of these crappy channels that I don't think, like, I don't know. What, do you have, what package do you have from Shaw? I have the everything, and it's expensive. Like like uh, the everything package plus email plus email for the month plus two email addresses, guess how much? Uh, I don't know, two hundred bucks. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, oh, two hundred fifty. That's, that's crazy. a lot. I know. So, so I so I, I'm that's why I'm looking at this so closely because I'm trying to, I'm going to streamline this thing. I don't now, need it. But the problem is that some of the stuff that I I mean like I, I don't you I believe for HBO you need to get 
four channels. No, I right? so no. What, what I do is I have the small TV and then I pay an extra twenty bucks for Crave plus HBO plus movies. So that and that's the package that that comes with. So and I don't mind it so much because they do have the movie channels. I mean, those are all kind of it's kind of the in between. Um, theatrical release and um, and Netflix kind of thing. So these are films that are available for rent on iTunes if you want to pay for them, but some of them are not quite to Netflix yet. So it's kind of the middle ground. So, for example, um, Aquaman just popped up there uh, the other day and Justice League. Yeah. So these are movies that are not quite – they'll be on Netflix eventually, but they're not there yet. So that's kind of – I don't mind that. And then the Crave TV also offers other series such as Star Trek Discovery, Handmaid's Tale, Hulu stuff that we don't get here. We don't have Hulu in Canada, so that covers yeah. that. Not the Amazon Prime stuff anymore because we do have Amazon Prime in Canada now. Yeah. So those that, I do have Amazon Prime, and I'll talk about that again a little bit later. But um, so I don't mind the Crave TV bundle as a whole. It's gotten much, much better. Plus all the HBO, of course, everything HBO going back to the wire and all the other amazing stuff that they used to do. So there's a lot of value in that $20 a month, I think, if you're paying for that. Um, And I don't need to get the big package to get that. I can get that with anything. So that's good to have. So so wait a sec. So um, I'm confused how this works. So if I want... CNN is there a news pa- is there a news package nope. but it only works that way for movies and sports. CNN uh, here CNN is available on everything except for the limited TV package and if you wanted it by itself it would be six dollars a month. So CNN is included in almost everything. Okay. So there, there you go. So in those channels, like the one, the one that gets me always was AMC because AMC was always bundled with a bunch of crappy movie channels, yeah. Um, like like uh, Action and all those other crappy channels, and I never wanted that. I just want AMC, and so AMC is another one that's six bucks a month, and it's only included. It's not. I don't have it on my thing. It's only included in the um, medium and large packages. So it's one of those kind of more premium. It's not quite as premium as HBO, but it's getting there. It's getting the the quality of programming on AMC is very good, for the most part. Um, now, the one thing that's improved about all this is that they've done much better in the interim. It's been a couple of years since I've had a cable subscription. In the interim, they've actually gotten much better about their um, taking you taking the TV anywhere. So they have something called Free Range TV, which is an app on my phone. And I can watch any channel live on my phone that I subscribe to as well. I can watch any TV show that's available on demand I can or movie I can watch on my phone as well. So mm-hmm. everything that's available through my cable package is available on my phone, not just on my TV, but on my phone, which I think is absolutely where it needs to be. It's where everybody watches things. You can continue watching things on the bus or, you know, whatever on break and that kind of stuff. So that's an absolute, it's an awesome development. Um, and while I'm on the subject, it's interesting because the guy, so I call the cable company, they send the guy, they send the cable guy to come and, and uh, hook it up. Very talkative fellow. Um, and he talked about how that he's getting bought out. And Shaw eventually wants to be like Netflix. He tells mm-hmm. us, he, he tells me Shaw wants to do. So I'm like, they're getting rid of the people and making just an online transaction. I'm like, well, how do you, how are they going to, who's going to handle the infrastructure? And he's like, well, they're just going to, they're just going to mail you the cable box and send you instructions on how to hook it up. Hmm. That's what they're going to, going forward, that's what Shaw is going to be doing. They're not going to have any people. Um, coming to your door, and you don't have to wait the four hours between 8 a.m. and noon to get for the kids. Well, hit. guess what? <laughs> Senior citizens love having TV in their homes, and are they're gonna 
figure out how to set this thing up on their own? No, they're not. They're going to call their grand yeah. grandkids over to help them. Um, but and, and it's a good point because the baby boomers are still a very, very large portion of the population. They're an aging portion of the population. Yeah. But they still, I think, um, the baby boomer generation is what drives a lot of traditional media these days because those are the ones paying for all the newspapers and paying for all the We were talking about that TV. yesterday. Yeah, we were. We ran into our, our colleague James yeah. Turner talking about the relevancy of newspapers. So this, yeah, this generation and the fact still, that it's supported by old people. It is. And same with yeah. radio. Like my, my radio station, I work for CGOB, very much an older demographic listens to CGOB. And that's who that all the advertisement is, is is aimed at that customer base, right? Right. Until that customer base dies off, and then what happens? I don't know. That's, yeah. that's the next step, right? So, um, yeah, I guess all this to say, you know, I, I I'm okay with the TV thing is is interesting. I like like one thing I'm looking forward to is being able to watch Saturday Night Live again. Uh, that's one show that's never been available for us streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. Plus, it really is better to watch it live. Like I don't know about you, but I prefer watching. SNL as it's airing. Well, that's, because you always hear about the thing that will never be aired again. Well, it's just, but it's, part it, of it. It's in the spirit of the show yeah. for it to be live, right? But the, again, they well, I guess I could watch it streaming on my phone now that I have that. But at the same time, like they don't have, there's nowhere to access the old episodes here in Canada. I think they could probably access them in the states, but here in Canada, nobody has a deal to to post those. It's very frustrating to actually see a single clip of SNL. They're very protective of it. They don't go on YouTube or yeah. anything. They're very, and every time I, I see an article, like there's always these kind of post SNL articles that say this, here's a breakdown of the show. This was funny. This was funny. This wasn't funny. And then they post the clips and then it's always like not available in your region. That's always the, they have that geo geolocation um, restriction on there. So yeah. it is frustrating for me being able to watch that. So there's that. I've been watching a lot of local news, uh, which is fun and refreshing and kind of like makes me realize that we don't really need this anymore but there well, it is stay tuned after this commercial break for the weather which is on your phone exactly which you can look at now yes and, and all no the things commercial. and i used to joke yeah. when i worked at cbc i used to joke about how i'd watch the i spent all day reporting the news on on the radio every hour every uh, half hour actually and then I would watch the TV news and go, I was talking about that six hours ago oh, on yeah. the radio. because, And that's that's always been the case. Yeah. But the TV news is like the, as that summary of the day's news is something that is, I think, going away. We don't need that as much. And again, aging audience supporting it. When that aging audience goes away, I'm not sure that that'll be around. That being said, I would still love to, for there to be local local TV content somehow. Yeah. It's just how do we do it on a budget uh, that's that's affordable for these companies. So there's, yeah. that's the question. That is the question. So Disney Plus, uh, dollar cheaper than um, than Netflix, and includes Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars productions. A number of highly anticipated shows are already being produced. Loki, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, What If, Hawkeye, and of course The Mandalorian. Um, so these are all coming to Disney Plus. They will have a. I'm sure they will have a. Um, oh, here it's also uh, available on the Apple TV, Xbox, Google, whatever the box, Google Chromecast, Roku, and Sony. So all the all the set top boxes will have access to the Disney Plus app, which is also very important. I'm sure there will be an app for your phone or for your tablet. You can watch programming there as well. Um, and then yeah, very little information about the Apple equivalent to this, yeah. other than the big stars they trotted out their announcement a few months ago. We don't know when it's coming out. We don't know what the pricing is going to be. We don't know a lot. Other than and and it's probably only going to be available on Apple devices. It looks also very premium. It looks very HBO 
style of uh, but how but hbo didn't get there overnight like the no. problem is hbo has spent years and years and years by the way playing movies at the same time right right that's what hbo used to be and that's what by the way um i always thought youtube would do much better if they wanted to make it a, a streaming service like a monthly subscription service they should include the movies with that like there's a ton of movies on youtube that you can rent on youtube or whatever like yeah. and watch but include those films in your selection with your premium um, account make it a net, another Netflix, right? right? And then people would watch it. Movies are the ultimate filler material yeah. that you can you can kind of think get things going on. And so Apple TV won't have any of that. They have their big stars and their like handful of series, but that's going to be it, right? So I don't know how that's going to work. Well, you know, I imagine that uh, Apple's data about who uses its products is pretty rich. And uh, they probably have a good sense of what they're doing and how they're going to do it. So um, I think with that sort of high income earner kind of base that they're able to capture, I think uh, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't count them out. There was one article and, I was reading. And the fact where every one of us is carrying one of these devices, True. really. I mean. Yeah, and that was one thing that someone, yeah. someone one analyst said that he thinks um, Apple's going to give away the content for free in order to help promote the sale of his if it's which is something that that's they've kind of well, I mean that's why they came up with iTunes to be in with. It was iTunes was you know the the get iTunes in order to sell iPods. That yeah. was the whole premise of it. So if they're using this as a as a reason to sell phones or sell Apple TV boxes or or even MacBooks and that kind of stuff, I could see that being the case. But um, I don't know. I like there's nothing. I mean, I'm already an Apple user. There's nothing in that slate of shows that I'm super excited about that I really can't wait to see. So I'll, I'm obviously not going to go for that. I'll get Disney Plus, no problem. I will sign up for that on day one, but I will not sign up for Apple Plus if it's going to cost us money, mm. right? I guess well, we must. there's got to be an announcement soon about this. They have to, like, it's supposed to be coming out in a couple months. There's been little dribs and drabs of, um, there's the show called The Morning Show, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. No, so was, I, there's been dribs Oprah's and drabs. got a show, Spielberg's yeah. got a show, like all the big names in Hollywood are part of this. There's been a little more information I've seen about that show in particular, but yeah, it's not, uh, they're keeping it pretty close at this point. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And of course, there's Amazon Prime, and I'm. this is going to segue into our, into our, tra- our recommendations because... This is where I say to you, Kenton. I need to get it. You need to get it. I Amazon know. Prime. I know. I do. That's why I'm going to cut away some okay, of these that, that's there. That's the plan. Cut yeah. away. Even I mean, it's only eight bucks a month, I think, for Amazon Prime. So cut away eight dollars a month or more of these channels. Well, they're, they've got me so bad at this point with so much money that's flowing from me. It should be easy. I should be able to cut a hundred bucks. Okay. I imagine. And put $8 a month of that into Amazon Prime. Because, I, and Disney Plus. Those are the two yeah, that okay. I would then get. Okay. Because yeah. this, I have to recommend The Boys, uh, which oh. is a series on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I just finished it the other day and it is really good. Um, it's a, based on the com- another superhero show. I know I watch these all the time. And I talk about them all the time. But um, this is one based on a, on a very gritty, dark, um, same same writer as Preacher. So very, very ultra-violent and, and, and lots of... Uh, sexual content and violent content, um, but it's in a world in which superheroes are kind of like a commodity, like a corporation almost. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, except it's like real life. So these superheroes, not only do they go save lives and fight crime, but they also star in movies and and sell TV, sell toys, and are, are franchised out the wazoo and all this other stuff. And it's super 
interesting because the characters are kind of like rock stars in their in their life but of course behind the scenes they're also like rock stars and that they're not very nice people some of them are not very nice people and you get to see like the inside kind of personalities of these superheroes and it's, it's i'm gonna warn you it's eight episodes it goes by very very quickly and i wish there were more episodes because i really want to see season two Excellent. right now but it's it's so good um uh, the only notable actor that you would recognize in it is probably uh carl urban uh, from uh, Dread and from uh, Star Trek and you know those kind of films. Sure. He's he's a, he's an Australian. He plays a British guy in this one, so it's, it's you know refreshing to hear him without a an American accent. Um, but uh, very very good show, and I can't recommend it enough. And I'm getting on to next up. Now that I'm done that, I'm going on to Fleabag. I was gonna say you um, need to watch yeah. that for us. Well, you and should report again, back. But you, you, there are now a number of shows I've, I've watched on Amazon Prime yeah. and re- recommended to you. Um, the Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Um, That's the uh, reason I wanted to get it. Jack Ryan was very good. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that I'm forgetting right now. But again, it's such good programming, and they're just adding to it now. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I've not seen yet, but I hear great things about. So they're just going all in on this. And it's the funny thing is that it's all just to sell their freaking shipping service which i never use so that <laughs> so comes with it It comes with it yes okay. you get the amazon prime delivery with it as well i've had two packages stolen from the uk this year oh, believe man. it or not so i'm just like screw it i'm done i'm done with the ordering i got i, 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 order from I Canada. can see that i could totally yeah. see that even now so this is like a little insight so we got for his birthday jack really wants a vr set an oculus vr set which is oh <laughs> I right? think I know where this is going. You need to watch years and years on HBO to find out where this is going. But please continue. We need to watch The Lawnmower Man to know where this is going. No, yeah, um, that's right. So, <laughs> um, but uh, it's just he loves the games for it, Beat Saber and all these games. And so there was one. Uh, there's two different versions of it. There's and this is by the way, like the Oculus, the traditional one is one you have to hook up to a computer to work. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is like a standalone system you just put it on your head plug it in and it's already got the games in there it's like a system in itself it's called the oculus quest and so i said well this is a lot of money you know you're gonna have to ask everybody for birthday money like his birthday was last month so he asked everybody for birthday money and he's gonna have to do some chores and make some money so he did manage to save up enough money for this with everything and so we're ordering it and um i was gonna order it off amazon because i saw hey i've got the prime why not and the version, the 64 gig version is sold out. And there's only the 128 gig, which is more expensive, of course. And we're just going to get the cheaper one. So I'm like, well, I can't even order it from it. It's, it's sold out on Amazon. So you just go to the source website, go to the Oculus website and order it straight from them. So I didn't even need Amazon in that case. So I don't know. Amazing. And I, and, uh, and I might make use of the shipping, but only in Canada. There you go. From, from uh, now on. But I, I want to get that. And the other one. That everybody tells me is great, and uh, and it's not one that anybody would necessarily think is great, but it's called Mozart in the Jungle. Oh yes, about, yeah, uh, I haven't seen that either. About the classical Amer- American art. Gods is the other one I was thinking yeah. of Neil Gaiman oh, series yeah. that's very good as well. And oh no, well, and I may have seen Dane Cook shooting for that. Show. Right, yeah, I may right. have. That's right. So I want to see that as well in case that's what I was seeing him. He was sitting on a stoop with balloons. Okay. All right. So if that if you see that anywhere, tell okay. me because I, I want to see what the hell I was watching <laughs> being shot in Vancouver. What do you have to recommend this week? I have so much, but I'm going to leave it to one. And I'm going to, I was like streaming, streaming, streaming. And I've streamed so much lately. It's like, you would think that I had nothing to do in my life. I've streamed so much. <laughs> and, but I'm going to, I'm going to concentrate on one that surprised me. And that is a show on Netflix called Dark. Do you know of this? I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I have it on my wish list, actually, but I'm not sure what it's about. It's a foreign it is, series. It's, it's in German. It is a mind bending extravaganza of something. 
And when and the reason I say something, because I don't know if I can fully explain what this show is about, because you watch it, and part of what's fun, it's two seasons at this point, and it goes by fast. Like it's a, what you're saying about the boys. It goes by so fast. And basically, a lot of the time you're going, you think you're like, I think. I kind of, is this back to the future? Is this, uh, is this, uh, is this about worlds? Is this, what's happening here? Is this Germany? Is this the moon? What, what do these people want? What, can, can you tell me what it's about? I wish I could. Is something dark? Is it, how, how does the dark come into it? Uh, that's probably translated from German, Nacht. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably Nacht in German. Um, uh, some sh- some of the shots happen at night, and and a lot of what's fun about the show and part of why you can't really explain it. Well, there's two reasons. One is you don't want to spoil anything, but the second is I'm not sure. <laughs> Having watched two seasons, uh, like part of what the takeaway is, I'm a, I'm an idiot, and I find <laughs> I'm not sure that I think if somebody else watched it, they might <laughs> they might actually see something that I didn't see. It's very complex and interesting. But definitely people who like sci-fi and I'm going to say time travel, but I don't, I'm not 100% sure people who like time travel. So someone's going to correct me and go, it's not time travel. It's something else. Okay. So if you like that kind of thing, watch that show. And it's, I say it's a mind bender. Okay. I don't really know what to say about it other than it's very entertaining and it's very thought provoking. And you will, you'll. I've been thinking about it long after I finished watching it. That's always and a good sign. Yeah, I like there's, that. there's more seasons to come. Sweet, but it's. Uh, I wish I could do a better job of telling you what. No, it, no, that's okay. I, I, like I said, it is. I'm sure somebody else recommended it to me, so I put it on my list based yeah, on that. And, see it. Um, I, I was. It's funny because when you finish watching, like I finished watching The Boys. Yeah. And I was just saying this to somebody the other day. It's like I don't know what to start next because there's so much oh. to choose from, and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm in the mood for, and you're committing to like a 10 hour, you know, run of something. And so the the choice is difficult to make in this day and age because we, we have an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. But I'll make that the next thing I watch. Yeah, like I I have like maybe fifteen items on my watch list on Netflix, and it is that that might be the issue of our times. Too, too much, much, too much good choice. stuff. And maybe I'll just give up and watch none of it. That sounds great. Let's too, go. Too why don't we goodness. go outside and enjoy some fresh air? Yeah, yeah. What's that? <laughs> All right, that's going to do for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.